the other thing that I'd like to bring up here is uh, when you push me on reasons why, you're really asking me, and this is the kind of thing that a guy like Reisman or a number of these political illiterates are always coming up with as far as... Uh, I'm being very kind, actually. As a matter of fact, I'm being quite restrained. Uh, uh, with reference to uh, where are you going? What is your ideology? Well, the ideology in an organizer in a free society for a free society presents some real hang-ups on it, and I'd be interested in your reactions on it. Because an ideology, to begin with, to have an ideology, you've got to have possession of a prime truth. Uh, now, a Marxist starts off, he's got possession of a prime truth, one prime truth. All problems that we have in our society are due to the exploitation of the proletariat by the capitalists. So then the ideology begins. You come to stage two, obviously you get rid of the capitalists. Since they will not voluntarily ab uh, cooperate and abdicate, you have what is known as a revolution. Stage three, dictatorship of the proletariat and reorganizing society. Stage four, paradise on earth, communism. Any good Catholic Jesuit can get up here and give you the Catholic ideology. You start off with the prime truth. One, the acceptance of the divinity of Christ. And you lead from there on. My problem, and the problem of any organizer in a free society for an open society, is one, uh, he doesn't have a prime truth. Truth is relative and changing. And not having that prime truth to begin with, not having the reason for all the illnesses such as a Marxist has, he doesn't have the, uh, the formula or the prescription, the answers. All that he can do in this situation is to simply assume one article of faith, and that is if the people have power as citizens, that they will meet each particular crisis and each particular issue as it comes along, and you cannot predict what they're going to be so that you don't have a neat package political prescription. Well, I'm not asking you for a neat packaged uh, political. Uh, I, I rejoice that you don't have one. <clears throat> I tend, I tend like you to distrust those who, who do. I'm talking about, of course, about temporal. Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. So that was uh, Sal Linsky talking with uh, William Buckley, um, uh, now known to be a CIA asset of of uh, some import but uh anyway um there's so much going on in the world and we all know that and there's very little uh, i can say that hasn't been said about that particular uh, uh situation um you know, whether it be sri lanka uh the dutch farmers uh, bulgaria macedonia argentina and we haven't even got to you know boris johnson being uh uh, resigning and then Shinzo Abe uh, being assassinated, which will will uh, go over a Corbett report uh, analysis, uh, get some background and get some. Since uh, James Corbett lives in Japan and has for the last, I think about fifteen years as a Canadian uh, citizen, so he uh, certainly has a perspective that <clears throat> was is more, um, let's just say, developed on his own. Uh, being there and then obviously from his uh the standpoint of knowing more about the backstory and some of the uh intrigues that go on there so but before we do that uh last night was a drop on uh hunter biden so instead of me talking about it i'm gonna let uh uh one of my uh i guess you could say listen to's is a guy named uh tara warwick uh, Six Hex and Hammer Six Six Six, yeah, I know his un, his uh, handle is kind of uh, edgy, but you know, we'll let him talk. He's he's a pretty good guy, and he's by the way stationed currently in the Netherlands, so he has some uh, local perspective now on that uh, situation. So, send me talking. I'll let him do the do the talking here. It appears, it appears that 4chan has managed to uh, get a hold of Hunter Biden's phone content. So we've got the laptop from hell. We know that there's all sorts of weird shit in there. You didn't even need that, by the way, to know that Hunter was a bad egg. Uh, really, it's a rotten carton of eggs if you look at the uh, Beijing Biden family. But, you know, especially he's the extra rotten one that's even more fucked up than the rest of them. Uh, smoking crack. He's cheating on his dead brother's ex-wife, you know, his widow, with a stripper, getting the stripper pregnant, pretending the kid's not his, all well on a crack bender. 
He's uh, he's the second worst Biden after his father. Uh, by the way, we did have verified texts just the other day where Hunter Biden called Jill Biden a vindictive bitch and a cunt uh, and was whining to one of his uncles about how Joe, daddy never visited me in rehab and Jill is just a terrible person and clearly doesn't like it and doesn't like me and I wish I could just call her a bitch to her face. Let's just stop pretending that we like each other and stuff like that. By the way, Valesky let go of literally the other day for criticizing Jill Biden on a post and saying, oh, well, you finally know what a woman is. I'll be covering all of these things, by the way, in more depth in today's live stream. I've decided to stream more often. There's just too much great shit, especially right now, a few months before the midterms. I don't want to miss any of it. Plus, it's kind of fun. So I'm just going to keep going with it. I might as well. So yes, 4chan allegedly has um, leaked phone content from Hunter Biden. They managed to crack the password. One piece, one piece of corroboration appears to be that the IP address that you're connecting to in order to download these files, I suppose, um, appears to be from Switzerland. And Switzerland was mentioned as where the person who had gone off with a great deal of Hunter Biden material had fled to. That is corroboration, but it's not proof. And, and what I'm going to do is this. I love this story. I really hope that it's fully true and that there's no honeypot here. There's no viral links and, and, you know, bullshit from the glowing ones. I don't think that there is this time. I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm going to let people with much greater tech experience than me handle it. I'm going to let people that are behind seven boxes actually go through the files and put them in a working order that doesn't require some goofy download from a direct IP address or something in order to obtain it. Um, also, this is Hunter Biden we're talking about. We know that there are dubious things that were from his laptop. Um, do I want to download 300 plus gigabytes of material that might contain something illegal? No, and, and I wouldn't put it past Hunter Biden, assuming that these files are real, to have stuff on there that's absolutely illegal. Well, yeah, no thanks. I'll let other people go through it and <laughs> look through it and see what exactly is there. Um, you can look it up for yourself. If you happen to use politically incorrect or... You know, if you happen to exist on Twitter, it's blowing up there at the moment as well. I'm sure that you can find the links. I'm sure that you can find the threads on 4chan mentioning it as well. There is one image, I have no goddamn uh, proof that it's true, that shows Hunter Biden on X videos having searched for things that might bring up illicit content in the past. But again, I've never used a Crapple product, so I don't know whether that's real or not. I have no idea about data recovery on Crapple devices because <laughs> I've literally never utilized one in my life. I take great pride in this, by the way. Hell, I'm thinking of leaving fucking Windows behind because it won't stop uh, auto-updating and then it knocks me out of half of the sites that I need to use because I can't connect to them because something's fucked up with their updating system. Uh, so yes, 4chan allegedly has even more a massive trove of Hunter Biden material. I'm going to let other people who, who clearly, they're going to stay up till, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning, chugging the coffee, or the, the monsters more likely, fucking shooting Red Bull directly into their veins. And they're behind seven proxies, and they have their, you know, their own server set up and shit. So they're probably safe. And they're going to go through the material, and I expect that you will have some sweet shit dumped, assuming that this is real, and again, it appears to be corroborated over the next uh, few days. Uh, this is great, especially with the timing. Taking a shit on Joe Biden again, getting closer and closer to midterms here, we're halfway through July, I think is a good thing. Imagine the double whammy. We find out that Hunter Biden was truly way sleazier than anyone suggested, and not sleazy as in Sleazy P. Martini, although there is a crack cocaine connection here. Uh, big announcement about that later, by the way, sleazy. Um, we find out that there's like totally illicit shit, and we find out that Joe Biden knew, and then the economy collapses out from under him like it's probably going to do sometime in the next couple of months. I love it, by the way, that they're trying to take credit for the gas prices, lowering for almost 30 days in a row, and by a marginal, like, 20, 30 cents. Uh, I thought that Biden didn't have anything to do with gas prices. Hunter probably has more to do with gas prices. It turns out he was peddling influence there, too. A firm that was tied to him just the other day, it was revealed. Oil from the Strategic Reserves had been sold to a company that Hunter Biden is party to as well. 
<laughs> well, it seems like there are an awful lot of scandals in this Biden family here. I thought that they were apple pie and grandma on the rocking chair, star-spangled bullshit. Like Joe Biden always proclaims, like when his uh, daddy, who was born in the late 1800s, fucking told him when he saw a couple gay dudes kissing back in the 40s or the 50s, yeah, son, they're in love, that's okay. I'm thinking that the whole family is full of psychopathic liars, actually. Including the ones that they adopted into the fold. Jill Biden, allegedly, according to Hunter, who was clearly stoned at the time that he sent his fucking uh, uncle this email, saying that she's a cunt and hates him and she's a backstabbing, vindictive bitch. I actually believe Hunter on that one, considering her interactions with Kamala Harris. Have you seen the way that Jill looks at Kamala when she's not looking? Just take a look for yourself if you don't believe me. This is great. And if any site is going to be a repository of this kind of maddening craziness, it's going to be fortune. I mean, on Reddit, you get banned immediately probably for just mentioning it. You don't even need links because they're run by communists. You're certainly not going to post it on mainline tech. Hell, just the fact that this video is going to be on YouTube precludes me from even linking even if I was inclined to do so and expose clankers to material that potentially could be legally damaging. Uh, but you can dig for it yourself. If you happen to be much more tech literate than me, so you've got your Linux build, your own server, you're behind multiple VPNs, you sort of, I mean, you basically you're a, a black hat hacker or something, well, you can go ahead and search for it. It might take days to download the material, depending on your internet connection, because again, I think there's 350 gigabytes of material there. It's a lot of fucking shit to sort through, so get to work, everyone. It's going to be a fun time, I have a feeling. That's about all. Peace out. So there you go. There's the sticks, hex, and hammer uh, giving you a breakdown of the scoop. So I did look at some of the stuff last night with a few people. Uh, they were, uh, uh, it was on uh, Twitter for a while. It was on Getter, too, two of the places I inhabit. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, eye-opening, but of course, you know, I've already looked at a lot of stuff, uh, his emails and whatnot, so, you know, at this point, we're just after, after receipts of, uh, financial interest, as far as I'm concerned, um, there was the interesting insight that he mentioned about the Swedish, uh, Swedish IP address, uh, there's a fellow that, uh, works for the war room that, uh, had, uh, said that he had, uh, decided to take his uh take the information and uh go overseas with it so that was curious a curious revelation i many people know who he is and uh we'll we'll leave it at that uh yeah so so once again we know that hunter biden is, is as sleazy as the day is long and of course uh you know, we're we're in a midst of a crisis with uh People who still believe that, I mean, there's uh, people still so deluded that they tweet things out on uh, Twitter that just, about him, <laughs> Occupy Democrats is quite, uh, was a, uh, put up a quite uh, choice uh, meme. They were talking about him not doing any lying and no mean tweets and all this other stuff about Joe Biden is like, it's like, how delusional do you have to be in order to believe all this stuff? Um, and in not even digging into, see, the idea is, is we got to get the receipts on uh, Hunter, and, uh, and Joe being aware of this, which he is, it's just a matter of being, uh, obviously cracking the case in terms of getting actual, uh, information, which of course, if we had an operating DOJ, that would, that'd be no problem. I mean, we know the NSA monitors everything, so they already have all the, they already have all the uh, guilt they can possibly need but that makes them controllable and then there is a hypothesis that okay so i guess today the morning shows were or certainly some of the cnn the typical media were uh, talking about uh, joe biden's age and uh so they're trying to uh, lay the foundation of maybe he should step aside um so they're they're there may be some connection to the fact of <laughs> all this stuff coming out last night because they know. Uh, and then the, the more, uh, whether it came from 4chan and whether, and there is an alternative hypothesis that uh, maybe there's some uh, connection to overseas from China or Russia. Certainly, uh, 
you know, it is beneficial to uh, smear your uh, opponents uh, to get them to either do what you... I mean, obviously, if they, they lay that foundation, it's like, okay, you keep on messing with us, we'll just go ahead and uh, we'll send out some direct information that'll prove that you're... Uh, and I'll prove to the entire American people what a what a con artist you are. So we shall see how that goes. So uh, the next thing I'm gonna play is a, a guy was in his tractor. Uh, this is uh, yeah he calls for you know he's talking about farmers. It's a little loud. There's some beeping in the background, of course, because he's in a farm. He's in a tractor, so it's only a minute and a half. So I'll go ahead and play that. Oh, just been tagged in a. Protests going on in Italy. So we've got Italian farmers, we've got farmers from the Netherlands, and we've got German farmers protesting now. It just makes me think to see all these farmers protesting. We have got major problems with government policies, and we should be all coming together as farmers, as family farms, as, in, as industry leaders to work together to put pressure on government to stop forcing these stupid implications and blaming farmers for every problem there is on God's earth. We are part of the solution to grow food, to make sure our environment is healthy and to keep that balance with nature. We can do this, but we have to have the support of government and by taking our businesses and our way of life away you were just causing a rift and bigger problems so come on farmers of the world unite let's make sure we can get people to listen because we know people want to be fed in a sustainable regenerative and affordable way and farmers are the people to do it busy day on the bailer, living the dream. <laughs> so farmers of the world unite. Uh, <laughs> no farmers, no food. <laughs> that's uh, that's a, uh, something Jack Posobiec put out there. No farmers, no food. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why it would be illogical to think that you should probably support farmers and uh, all their uh, designs. Uh, the Netherlands is just being... Yeah, they're trying to steal their land from them, uh, putting these uh, cockamamie climate emissions. Now we're t- dealing with nitrogen, and there'll be a host of environmentalists out there that are, they're literally the extinction cult, and they just want to, I don't know, they just want, they get paid to do their little little dance out there and block traffic and get people in trouble. So, uh, next thing, actually, I'm going to uh, toggle back to a, topic of discussion that uh we've uh kind of put in a back burner but yet it's very important and it's uh there was a study out of sweden that was done and uh this is from peter mccullough and um, a couple other doctors um simone gold uh they're talking about this uh study and i'll just let them do the talking and i'll shut up Tell us a little bit about the study that just came out of Sweden that is just so alarming. The news is buzzing out of uh, Lund University, Malmö, Sweden. Marcus Alden is the first author. The first demonstration in a human hepatic or liver cell line that the Pfizer vaccine, in fact, reverse transcribes and installs DNA into the human genome. Wow. And so in simple terms, what does that mean, Dr. Bartlett? (laughs) Thank you for making it simple. So basically, uh, there's an enzyme that can take that messenger RNA uh, um, vaccine information and put it into the DNA of the person, into their DNA. Mm. And we were told that could not happen. So this is in a lab, but it's showing that the D... You remember the vaccine is messenger RNA. Yeah. And we were told that that messenger RNA could not go into your DNA. But this is showing that 
in, in a lab, it can. And so what it happens did. when yeah. it does, Dr. Gold? Well, can I, can I answer slightly different than yeah. your question? Yeah. So the, one of the fun things about the last couple of years being a doctor and lawyer is this is a very interesting opportunity. And I think we're going to be bringing another lawsuit <laughs> because there's actually federal law that you cannot discriminate against people for genetic, discrimi genetic discriminations. I forgot the acronym. I think it's Gina, G-I-N-A. Gina. Gina. Gina, right? So this now opens the door to saying that if you're not allowing somebody in who chose not to get the shot, that you're actually engaging in genetic discrimination. So I think there's oh, this wow. Sweden mm -hmm. study, I think, opens the door to a new type of lawsuit. If you're pregnant and you have this done, can that then affect your baby? Yes, yeah, this is the alarming finding. The CDC says on its website very explicitly, this will not change your DNA. The paper that came out of Sweden. Now, there'll so be many more to confirm that. it. The and thing. the steps are to A, confirm it, to confirm that the entire code is installed, and then to actually confirm that it's expressed, meaning that the spike protein now is continuously expressed from human cells. But because the lipid nanoparticles are taken up everywhere, that means somatic cells in your organs, but also your uh, gametocytes, actually the cells that actually are the sperm and the egg, if wow. they are carrying it, that indeed means that, in fact, it could be passed to the daughter cells. And, so and, that could uh, be um, open up for birth defects and, yes. and all. So there you go. So they <clears throat> they released these shots and they did not warn the public in any way, shape, or form. And that was that was never their intent anyway. This is an intentional omission. Uh, there's been uh, other there, there's there's just too many coincidences of a widespread uh, um, what would you say coordination um, from the media to the pharmaceutical companies to our governments just on down to the world economic forum uh they were all on this they there is certain there was a certainly an agenda and uh most people there's probably only you know uh there's lots of receipts out there that these uh these things were being pushed uh coerced into people's arms and now you're finding out that these uh can cause genetic modifications or certainly have been uh, confirmed in a laboratory uh, paper and analysis. <clears throat> and that's not the only place we're finding this out. We're finding it out in uh, uh, autopsies of uh, people who have received the injection after. And um, younger, especially uh, younger co uh, the younger cohorts of, you know, under 30, um, that this is not... This is not just some ordinary thing. It's actually very, very telling. And so for those who have taken the shot, um, you weren't aware, you weren't made aware. Uh, the idea of a class action lawsuit is definitely on the table. And uh, as uh, Dr. Simone Gold said, you know, there's a, certainly a door or opportunity for genetic discrimination. But the bigger question is, is to, or the bigger, bigger higher level is to get these shots not only off the market stop putting them in kids arms um, massive investigation and the fact that we have to have so many people who know about this I mean there's you know, now we're, we're I would say just in my own cursory uh, dealing with this there's probably a minimum I, I mean I've heard at least 100 to 150 either MDs or very uh, astute medical professionals who have uh, laid out risks that are related to these shots, you know, whether it be the, the genetic modification, uh, what an mRNA does, um, what are the actual outcomes and results, the fact that the, the trials were not done <laughs> pro, a prop, properly at all, uh, you know, just... Just numerous errors, data uh, manipulation. Uh, just yeah, it's just a stunning, stunning situation that this happened. And then once you start seeing who's behind all these uh, situations, uh, the, these people have to be brought to justice. But will that happen under the Biden administration? Of course not, because Biden is a corrupt sob and he's not even aware what the hell's going on. But we have a DOJ that's more focused on trying to uh, go after <laughs> parents because they don't like their 
they don't like their kids being taught Marxism, which, uh, given the fact that uh, you have places around the world now that are that are literally fighting to, to you know, get food in their, uh, you know, <laughs> food shortages, uh, you know, energy needs. We had an explosion yesterday in Oklahoma. You start thinking about all the places and the coincidental uh, situations that are happening. Now, things happen around the world every day, all over the world. And, you know, just because an event happens and there's uh, um, coordination of, or, or certainly seems like coordination of other events that are coming up all at the same time, uh, you know, you can draw certain conclusions and you can also, uh, randomness still happens. But uh, Sri Lanka, for example, uh, they got rid of their, I think the president, the prime minister, they went to the capital, they seized property. They're in the pool at the the palace or whatever it is, but they're they're in massive chaos, and who knows how that's going to work itself out. I'm not going to pretend to, you know, what we have is whatever's being released online, and it's crazy. That stuff's crazy enough, and then you have other places that are being supportive, like Argentina, uh, the Dutch. Yeah, their farmers have been at it for the last. Uh, I'd say, well, hardcore, they've been at it since, I think, the end of June. So, the last two weeks, they've been uh, driving around on their tractors, uh, certainly. And they're getting help from the German farmers now. And, as that guy said, the Italians, uh, yeah, they know what's coming. They know, they've been through, you know, these farms were handed down generation after generation. There is a, um, there is a uniqueness to these people. They're... You're not... You don't just go into farming. You you usually have spent, you know, quite a long time in that uh, that field and profession. So, this is quite... Uh, and they know about the Germans. And they know about all the, the communist things that have come through and over the course of years. So, uh, they're not uh, oblivious to this. That's why they're making taking such a stand. Because, you know, if they don't take a stand now, uh, it's over. So... Uh, let's see, the next thing I want to go to, actually, this is a, this is kind of a sidetrack. So I just found this out. I mean, when I say found it out, it's, it's kind of stunning. So this was uh, reported yesterday, but the, the article came from June, actually. It's ta- uh, a guy named Peter Hambro. He's talking about the Bank of International Settlements. So central banks are rigging gold markets using bullion uh, banks, paper gold, so... It's uh this was published by the bullionstar.com. Um but I'm reading it off Zero Hedge, but the, the, the key that I want to get to is there's down in the down in the meat of this, uh they go through the backstory of the, the guy Hambro, he's very connected to the bullion bullion market. So according to Hambro's bombshell, it's the Bank of International Settlements in Switzerland i.e. the central banks of central banks, Hambro drops the bombshell that since 2018, the financial stability desk at the world's central banks have followed the Bank of International Settlements instruction to hide the perception of inflation by rigging the gold market, quote, uh, end quote. But since the central banks need cover and cannot be seen to be rigging the gold price, Hambro conter- uh, continues, the only way to achieve the cover is by smashing the price of physical gold by the alchemical production of paper gold. If that if if that has now got your attention, this is Zero Hedge. Read on since Hambro elaborates. With the help of futures markets and the con, uh, connivance of the alchemist, the bullion traders. Yes, that includes me. I was deputy manager of director of Mokata and Goldsmith. Managed to create an unshakable perception that ounces of gold created to the account with a bank or bullion dealer were the same as the real thing. So, and much easier, old chap. You don't have to store it or insure it. There's that's a key asset. So, uh, they're creating paper. <laughs> it's basically a next step. It, it's just a, another uh, version of a uh, of uh, uh, creating uh, wealth with paper. So the gold credit, that's what he calls the gold credit, which Hambro is referring to here, is the L, LBMA, infamous unallocated gold, with the futures market being uh, the uh, the COMEX. So C O M 
X. You might might at this stage even think that Hambro has been reading the Boolean Star website since we have been for years been explaining the very same thing, and then this is Zero Edge tooting its own horn. But uh, let's see, I want to go down to there's a part here that's even more interesting uh, with regard to who holds all this stuff. So Boolean Star tweeted this out, and I retweet. The usual suspects, J.P. Morgan Chase and Citibank hold 90% of all gold and other precious metals derivative held by all U.S. banks. So they own the derivatives contracts on this, and they've been ramping that up, that holdings. So J.P. Morgan went from, I think it was like $30 billion at the end of 2021. In one quarter, they added on over $300, $300 billion in derivatives contracts. And not... not an, not an insubstantial amount that they added on, which is just just stunning <laughs> in and of itself. And they weren't the only one. Citibank was the other. So they've cornered the market, and they're they're manipulating gold prices. So that's the that's the takeaway there. Just uh, crazy times we live in. We have people that are, and and uh, J P Morgan that article bullionstar dot com. Um, <clears throat> And they've been fined and investigated for uh, doing, you know, obviously market rigging or market uh, uh, manipulations. Uh, even the RICO statute's been uh, trotted out every once in a while for them. So, two other stories, and then we'll call it a day here. So, the the idea of uh, Boris Johnson, I there's, I mean, I could probably play a little mashup. There's been lots of Prime Ministers who have left the office in rather unusual ways, but uh, Johnson leaving was due to scandal, and in other cases they've uh, been forced out. He was kind of forced out by the resignations of his cabinet, and I think it was like 50-plus ministers or whatever. It doesn't really matter. They, they're going to put in another World Economic Forum puppet uh, to take over. Uh, there's already a few candidates out there, and they're all... Uh, slime balls. I think one of them's uh, literally he was pushing the dig- digital ID and he's thrown his hat in the ring. He was his form. I think he was the former finance minister. So take that for what it is. So that's uh, the short, the short and uh, quickie of that. So we'll end on uh, James Corbett. He did a investigation, or he uh, is uh, since he's so familiar with uh, Shinzo Abe. We'll read most of this article here. So he published this on July 9th. Uh, so as you know, uh, I'll read I'll read uh, the the upper part and a couple other things. As you no uh, no doubt know by now, Shinzo Abe, the former Prime Minister of Japan, was assassinated in broad daylight on Friday. So what happened? Who was responsible? And what does it mean? Following are the results of an open source investigation conducted by the Corbett Report community to compile all the known information about the incident and to put the information in its proper context. So I'm not going to go through the shooting here because uh, it was a homemade, uh, looks like a double barrel shotgun. It was made by the assailant, which was a 41-year-old uh, Tetsuya Yamagami. 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 So Y-A-M-A-G-A-M-I. So I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> My uh, pronunciation will probably be off, so we'll uh, leave it at that. So it says it's a bizarre homemade. It just so happened a bizarre homemade firearm, and then he also had other weapons of a similar nature that he had put together. Evidently, they say he he got his weapons training uh, received during a three-year stint in the J- J- Japan's Maritime Self Defense Force. Basically, the Japanese uh, Navy in name only, in all but name. So, <clears throat> so what else is uh, what else should we need to know about this? So, I'm reading down further. Although Abe was the ex prime minister, having stepped down in 2020 due to health issues, he was very much a force in J- uh, Japanese politics, retaining his seat in the J- Japanese di- uh, uh, d- uh, diet. And, cru- uh, and crucially, still wil- wielding enormous influence in the Liberal Democratic Party, the perennial ruling party of Japan. He came from a politically influential family. His maternal grandfather, 
Nobusaki Kishi served as Prime Minister from 1957 to 1960 and was known as the Monster of the Showa era for his brutal rule over Manchuria in the 1930s, which likely accounted for his first appointment as Prime Minister in 2006. That would be Abe's uh, appointment. So he comes from a illustrious line of, of uh, Japanese uh, uh, ministry and rulers, so he's kind of like uh, akin to like a a Bush or uh, probably a, you could even compare him back to somebody more like a, um, I don't know, we'll just say Bush. So Abe's first stand as a PM did not go well. Uh, his cabinet was immediately plagued by finance scandals and during his term the LDP lost control of the upper house of the uh, Japanese diet for the first time in his 52-year uh, political history. As a result, he only lasted one year as the PM before resigning the position. But in a testament to his enduring power behind the scenes in the bureaucratic Japanese government, Abe got a second shot at the nation's top job in 2012. This time, he came to power with an ambitious agenda. He wanted to transform Japan's self-defense force into a proper military before reforming the Japanese constitution and abolishing its pacifist clause. That would be Article 9. He wanted to pull the Japanese economy out of its decade-long te- uh, tailspin with an, a set of economic reforms that would be dubbed Abenomics. Uh, he wanted to reassert ja- uh, Japan geopolitically, butting up with Trump, warmongering with China, and starting a trade war with South Korea in the process. Abe's record speaks for itself. He did not pull ja- uh, Japan out of its economic tailspin. He lied about the safety of the, uh, Fukushima. He oversaw the passage of Draconian Secrecy Bill that allows the government to suppress free speech and reporting in the country. He played along with the scamdemic. He was a World Economic Forum darling and pushed the UN Agenda 2030 Sustainable Enslavement Agenda from the carbon eugenic swindle to the ESG uh, scam. He dreamed of a Klaus Schwab-like transhumanist transhuman force, fourth industrial revolution nightmare which he, do, uh, which he dubbed Society 5.0 In other words, Abe was just another obedient global, globalist super gopher He certainly had his political enemies of course, but his position in the globalist big club seemed assured. Why then would he be gotten rid of? So, Just going back over that I mean Fukushima happened in 2011. Uh, Abe certainly uh, had uh, some weight behind the scenes. Uh, being the LDP is, you know, like he said, has been around since it was like I think it was like established in 1950, whatever it was, 52, something like that. It, it's been around since basically the Constitution was created by the United States government right after World War Two. Yeah, but it's uh, when you see the LDP, though, that's a conservative. He's a staunch conservative, Abe was. So I'll read down here a little bit. So there's, according to reports, uh, Yamagami has told investigators he was not motivated by disagreement with Abe's political beliefs, but rumors about the former leader's connection to a certain organization that police did not identify. Other reports assert that Yamagami... Uh, blamed the group for having uh, bankrupted herself by donating to the organization. Uh, speculation about the identity of this certain organization is currently centered around the Unification Church. The Family Federation for World Peace and Unification, formerly known as the Unification Church, but perhaps best known as the church that the Moonies belonged, belonged to, was founded by Reverend Sun Mian Moon in 1954. Although known primarily in the West for its mass weddings and its ownership of the Washington Times, its Japanese branch has been identified as part of a grassroots conservative movement in Japan. More to the point, some have noted that Abe's grandfather had played a major role in establishing the early unification church in Japan. And Abe himself repeatedly sent a congratulatory telegram to a front group for the church back in 2006, an act which generated some controversy at the time. 
Another organization that comes up in association with Abe and with the Unification Church is Nippon uh, Kaiji, described as the largest and most powerful conservative right-wing organization. Nippon Kaiji, the Japanese con- uh, Congress, was established in 1997 as a result of a combination of two previous Japanese political groups. It pushes a wish, a wish list of Japanese nationalist agenda items. The restoration of the Japanese imperial family as the head of state, the restoration of the Japanese military, constitutional changes and educational reforms that only the heart of thinking will fail to notice coincide with Abe's political agenda. This is no coincidence. Abe serves as a special advisor to the group's parliamentary league. So, and then they have a uh, organization that's supposedly tied to Q- uh, the Japanese version of QAnon. And, of course, the, there's lots of uh, mysticism in, in certain things there. So, for example, the Jamato Q believe that the Jamato people, Japanese, originally inherited the genes of good aliens and dragon gods, but their powers are kept secret through the information control of the deep state, dark power, and the Illuminati, secret society of evil. So this is where you get into the... Uh, <laughs> This is kind of like a worldwide phenomenon. There are people that, you know, have what people will find as quirky beliefs, but there's usually a, a kernel or certainly a substantial amount of uh, truth to the fact that there are secrets. I mean, the Bilderberg Group, uh, there's people that, you know, think the Masonry, Illuminati, etc. There's certain overlaps with uh, key members in these organizations. Uh, the Council of Foreign Relations, uh, people belong to multiple. It, it, it does. There are some. There is some credence to the fact that when a person starts showing up on a lot of different uh, rosters of uh, kind of these elitist or very uh, uh, unusually connected organizations, where it's the same power mechanism. Uh, so there is. There will be a. There will be people out there that'll be like, "Wow, I see this guy's name in five different places, and they're all they're all places that push poisonous ideology." It's like, "Well, there you go. That explains a lot." I mean, uh, Shinzo Abe was, uh, you know, obviously one of the globalists, as uh, he called them, globalist super gophers. So, anyway, I can go through. I won't go through that whole rest of that part, but here's the bottom line, according to Corbett. There's still much we do not know about the incident. Who is this Yamagami? A patsy? A decoy? A lone gunman? A wingnut? An agent of dark agenda? Was Abe's death politically motivated, or was it, as reports Yamagami's testimony now indicate, religiously motivated? Neither of the above. Was the deep state complicity in the event, or was it a work of a single individual? What effect will this have on the course of Japanese politics, on domestic security laws? Although we are unlikely to receive believable answers to the questions from the police and the establishment media anytime soon, the answers to these questions will become clear in the coming days and weeks. As James Evan Pilato often observes, the real action of the potential world-changing events like this one is in the reaction, you know, problem, reaction, solution. Thankfully, the idea that this event will be blamed on some foreign power and used as a pretext for war seems unlikely at this point, although reports indicate that the Chinese government has had to step in to tamp down the cries of celebration from certain corners of the Chinese social media. But there are other agendas that this assassination could serve. Media reports about Yamagami's homemade arsenal, for example, could be played up to one of the dangers of the lone nuts ordering parts off the internet and any number of security laws could be implemented on the back of this incident. The political reorganization that may take place in the LDP and the changes in the Japanese government policy that may result from the reorganization also opens remains also remain open questions for now, but ones that, when answered, could provide clues as to the real meaning of this assassination. Time will tell. In the meantime, Corbett Report members are urged to continue their open source investigation as information continues to come out on the incident. So, 
that gives you an idea of about uh, Japanese politics, Japanese designs. That there, uh, there certainly is a, there's probably a motivation that we'll we'll find out soon enough. This guy was uh, militarily trained, uh, had the ability to put this together. Um, there's also been uh, I saw a report. I guess I should, I'll preface it as I can't confirm it, but the report that it was that this guy was involved with uh, international, we'll just say an international uh, international relationship with a, a woman for uh, several years and. Uh, we'll leave it at that because there's no telling who that, you know, whether that person, whether that person was an agent and what they were being, uh, gin, ginning him up to do or and getting in his head and his involvement, his family's involvement with certain um, ideologies that ran, I guess, is intersected with uh, Shinzo Abe's uh, obvious uh, placement. See, he was probably from a Japanese or from a from a Chinese perspective a very militant right wing when they say right wing they always make that out that he was very nationalistic and people say well then why you know uh, why didn't you know why is that an, an issue with well the, the Trump and them getting along has some probably more to do with the fact that they they see protectionism as beneficial to their countries which in some respects it is you should definitely be protective of your land and your resources and certainly your manufacturing base because um, countries are using economic warfare to undermine your... Uh, other countries are using economic warfare to undermine your your uh, locals' ability to provide food, provide resources. Um, they do that through a host, host of mechanism and they're willing to take the hit on, a, a, a hit on their side uh, a short-term hit to create long-term results, which are to um, influence uh, market me- mechanisms. So people need to become more aware of that. So whether Japan's already uh, has issues with their bonds, they have issues with their national debt, their currency's been in heavy fluctuation. That's something that wasn't mentioned here. There's a fin- uh, there is a financial angle too. As well, because of the currency has been uh, Japanese currency has been dropping ever since well since the beginning of the year, but even this was even prior to uh, the Russia uh, conflict in uh, Ukraine, which is being imagine that that's being moved off the the center stage as we speak. Uh, suddenly, that isn't very important, uh, but all these other events are being used could be used as a motivation so that we'll ignore uh, the Russia's uh, stated goal to uh, cut off power and what have you to the European continent. Uh, there's There was a report back about six weeks ago that said they'd already made that decision uh, to do that by September 30th. And Germany is scrambling and they're uh, instituting their own crazy policies and who knows what's going to happen. So this is a chaos. This is also a source of revolution. There's going to be people that are going to be like, there's going to be an organic uprising, and there's also going to be government uh, chaos and infiltration. The Netherlands found that out. They had uh, infiltrators, government infiltrators, into their into their protests, which is what, what governments do now. They can't be trusted to do anything logical for the people, but they can certainly be uh, expected that they're going to go ahead and uh, try to sabotage and hijack things. The people that are involved in these organizations that do this stuff, uh, I wonder if they have any shame, but I doubt it because if they had shame, they probably would have uh, uh, they would have reached that shame conclusion a long time ago. Uh, in terms of what they're doing, the Governments are out to protect themselves, uh, obviously, for for their own reason. Governments are made up of men, and we're men and women, and we're supposed to uh, expect that our governments are, you know, operating to our benefit. And maybe that's the reason why there's uh, such a, a large uh, contingency that it's growing probably daily of the the idea that uh, governments. Uh, 
or a bad idea or don't work properly well that's that's generally because of the idea of corruption and being influenced by corporations and outside actors and people who get into government and become uh, more that are morally bankrupt to begin with when they got into government so there's there's probably some uh work to be done in terms of that regard and we need to be more aware of that so i'm going to end this broadcast today and uh hopefully uh for those who may have listened i hope you enjoyed it uh, i try to give a quick rundown of everything but there's so much going on you could spend hours on this um for those out there i hope everybody's making their preparations and um being supportive of those who are standing up and for the international folks the united states does does uh, support you i i you know, i'll try to speak for you speak for the the group of us many in the united states feel exactly the way you do but we're being cautious about our our uh situation because we're being in being uh provoked or being trying uh, there there's plans afoot to provo- provoke us into making uh, tragic mistakes so god bless the united states of america and god bless the world